Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show, Oklahoma Spooktacular continues this time. It's the Constantine Theater in Pawhuska, and we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't haunted. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So long before the Pioneer Woman opened her mercantile and her pizza shop, tons of history. This town was built by the Osage Nation. I mean, we're talking 1926. I mean, all kinds of things were happening in Pawhuska, Oklahoma, but apparently there's a lot more things happening in the Constantine Theater. Yeah, if you want to hear a few spooky stories, I think this is a Isn't it? A, a great place to find them. And if you find yourself in the Pawhuska Theater by yourself after dark, good luck. Yeah, best of luck to you. Well, roll that beautiful boo footage. So we've been up Pawhuska way, but really haven't talked about Pawhuska a whole lot. Which is kind of, it's a mark against us. I'm going to go with that. Well, okay, to be fair. We haven't talked about probably the most popular Pawhuskan redrumming, but we will. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, but pa- go ahead. No. But Pawhuska in general, I mean, it's yeah. it's steeped in history. You're talking what eighty six of the ninety eight buildings in the downtown Pawhuska area are on the National Register of Historic Places. But what my question is: eighty six of ninety eight, not bad. What are the twelve that aren't? <laughs> you you would be the person that well I know I'm not I don't I'm, it's more of a rhetorical question I don't I'm not expecting some you to drop some factoid but there are twelve buildings that need to get there together or there are twelve buildings that were built after 1980 there's a, I know but the town looks like the whole town looks like it was built before 1880 the the very interesting thing about yeah. Pawhuska at least from my standpoint. Mm-hmm is that there's a real fusion almost of like Native American culture and Western culture kind of melding together. Right. And you can see, you can, you know, so many small towns kind of, they, you can tell it used to be, you know, they or like they tried to not necessarily erase, but tried to moder- modernize too much and try to add too much to, I, I don't know that I think they kind of take away, it takes away from that, that that facade. That... I think I think it's a bigger problem than what? that. I think there are too many towns where the residents don't have the vision to see this building built in 1880 has so much character, mm-hmm. and instead somebody goes, "Yeah, let's just bulldoze that, and we'll put in whatever." Right, whatever the next thing is that doesn't succeed. Right, you know, and we've been to a lot of towns, uh, small towns. Uh, throughout Oklahoma that have this character quality that that really spend the time and the effort uh, and and after talking to a lot of the, the the people on the main street associations and chamber of commerces they really try to i don't know what's the word i'm looking for i mean highlight that that quality and Pawhuska is definitely one of those that's doing that Right, and the place that we're talking about today is the Constantine Theater. It's one of the oldest buildings in town, one of the oldest working theaters in the state, and of course it is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. How many here, and again, this is a rhetorical question, you probably don't have the answer, but I'm going to ask, I don't know of a lot of theaters that are listed on the National Register. 
I don't actually have the National Register list. Right. So I don't know. I, but I think it's probably not very many. Because, again, I think this falls under one of those categories where a lot of times you see small towns turn a theater into a thrift store. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I've seen that happen, and I'm not going to name names, but I think it's cool because they had a bunch of VHS tapes, but that's not, not the point. I, I think when you can, you can still utilize the space and still give, it, it still breathes it, it, that life, that historic charm. Right. And th- this place is a beautiful landmark yeah. on Main Street. Um, it was originally a hotel though. Really? It was built in 1895. It was later turned into a theater in 1914 by C.C. Constantine. He was a Greek immigrant who dreamed of turning it into like the finest opera house in the Southwest. So not a demon hunter, like we've, we've been trained to believe about Constantine. <laughs> well, I mean, everything I thought I knew about Constantine has just been shattered. Did you know he was from Greece? I didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. So, uh, again, it was originally a hotel. The Hotel Paul Huska in the 1800s, he he did a great job. He turned it into a premier opera house, kind of remodeling it into the Greek revival style. Mm-hmm. And it had a lot of success in the 1920s era. The theater hosted six opera stars from New York Metropolitan Opera, they had vaudeville acts, silent movies, boxing matches. At a theater. I mean, at, it makes sense. It does, it, for the time. Yeah. But one of the coolest things I saw was they had an onstage circus with a baby elephant and a dog and pony act. You know, <laughs> they literally had a dog and pony show. Kids, <laughs> if you've ever heard the expression dog and pony show, they actually had a dog and pony show at the Pahuska's Constantine Theater. So after that, mm-hmm. it was a theater for a long time until right. the 70s. It was just basically a movie theater. Right. And then it kind of fell into disrepair. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, they had a big remodel. It was uh, done by a group of Pahuskan citizens led by an Eileen Monger. They restored the theater to its former glory and got it listed, like I said, on the National Register of Historic Places and the National League of Historic Theaters. Basically after a hundred years after it was built. So Mike, we've talked about this before and I'm not asking a question you don't have the answer for. When, I think the best thing you can do for a place like this is register it with the National Historic Registry because we've done some research in the past. They can't tear it down. Right. They can't change the name. There are so many things you can't do once it's become, and I think, there's a another town not far from here, Yukon, that's fighting to keep their co-op silos from being torn down because it's not. How do you not list that? And not to and not to sidetrack, but how do you not list something like that on your national on the National Historic Register to to keep that stuff from happening? Yeah, I I definitely think it's a travesty when you lose. A part of your community's identity. It's literally called Yukon's best. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, I think the best thing they could do when what another thing we've talked about before, and I get it, I get excited about this stuff because I like what they've, they've made as the theater into still a multi-purpose venue that has maintained its, its identity, not just from the storefront, but to the, to backstage. 
it's they still use it for, for, for performing arts. Absolutely, and they 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 do plays, classic films, Branson style music shows, musicals, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. The theater has a seating capacity of almost six hundred, and it's open for community events by appointment. And there's some some fine print on that right. that we'll get to towards the end of the show. Um, but it, like I said before, it's located in downtown Pawhuska. It's one ten West Main Street. I will say this: you know, we talked. I talked about Reed Drummond in the beginning. If you if you're listening to this, you know who she is. If you have Food Network, if you live in Oklahoma, you've probably there's a chance one in three have waited in line to get into the Mercantile Restaurant. What Reed Drummond has done for Pawhuska is amazing. She owns three restaurants. A pizza place across the street from the Mercantile, the bakery. It's you know, a huge draw. Go ahead. Okay, d- just a little side side bit of information. Yeah. Before Constantine bought the hotel, yeah, he owned the bakery next door to the hotel. Really? Yes. I thought that was an interesting little bit of. Well, there's a chance. There's got. There's a chance that Reed Drummond owns a few of the buildings that are on the historic registry for sure. Side note about her: I've had people go up there. And not like some of their food, but I had, they brought it back to me and I'm like, this, I don't, this tastes just like my grandma made. This is perfect. <laughs> bring me back a, ch- if you go, bring me back a chicken fried steak. I'm telling you, it's out of this world delicious. Pa Husk is a hidden treasure and people are head, are, are going up there in droves right now. And some people have never left. <laughs> Can we talk about the spook? <laughs> Can we talk about the spooky side of Constantine Theater? I think it's, uh, it, it. I think it goes without saying that a theater that's hosted so many different events, so many for what, well over hundred, well over a hundred years, yeah. well over a hundred years that they're bound to have a few that never checked out. Right. So. Before it was a theater, yeah. like I said before, it's the it was the Paul Huska House Hotel. Mm-hmm. At least two people died there. Yeah, in 1895, a man died of pneumonia, and then a decade later, a woman died of typhoid fever. I mean, that's a pretty good stretch. Nobody died from any viral infection <laughs> in ten years. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? <laughs> I think we have to cut that part out. Why? <coughs> oh yeah, that's true. So. As far as hauntings go, mm-hmm. what? Wait, though. Yes. Was the lady was she, was her name Typhoid Mary? No, no. Okay. It's typhoid Typhoid Sherry. Typhoid Sherry. <laughs> um, the hauntings, though, they go back to 1905. The local newspaper documented a ghost sighting on stage during a performance. When was statehood? 1901. I, I believe so. I'm sorry. I'm just asking. I think statehood was 1901. 1907, okay. Oh, wow, two years before her statehood. Jeez. So there are a lot of ghosts mm-hmm. attributed to the Constantine Theater. As there should be. So I guess the most well-known is the Constantine Ghost, which some people say is a former 1900s actor named Enrico Caruso. Why can't it be C.C. Constantine? I was kind of hoping the Constantine Ghost would be the ghost of Constantine. You would think. I mean, it's the house that he built. When you're going, if you're going on the the atypical haunting, they all you always see the ghost of the person that 
proprietor, blah blah blah. Right, and one of the ghosts, yeah. one of the ghosts is reported to be Sappho Constantine Brown, the ah, daughter okay. of the theater owner. Okay. But I don't know that I saw anything that would lead me to believe that Constantine himself was one of the specters roaming around. What are the rules to becoming a ghost? I think you have to. I think rule number one. You gotta die, right? Well, I would, I would hope so. How does Pops not get in? I don't, I don't understand how Mr. Constantine Senior isn't in there somewhere. But anyway, I digress. So there was another ghost that it spotted is a, it's a woman dressed with a button-down dress, mm-hmm. and her apparition is spotted most often inside the balcony. Mm-hmm. So again, I, the the sightings are all well and good, right? People see this, people see that. The stuff that starts to scare me, that gets the hackles up on my neck, is the sounds. Yeah, I if I was going to say more than anything, I'm blind as a bat anyway. Tara will try to hold up a text from across the room and go, You should see, this is hilarious, can you see it? I'm like, it's this big, it doesn't matter how close I am. So, with nearsighted astigmatism, I'm probably not going to see a ghost. But or- here, I've got sensitive hearing. During the renovation, workmen claimed that they heard phantom footsteps, and they also saw an apparition of the girl in question, the button-down dress girl, Mm -hmm. which may or may not have been Sappho Brown. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But witnesses have also reported hearing a barroom brawl. Oh, that'd be cool. Can you imagine? Yeah. I want to hear recordings. That'd be cool. I can't imagine though hearing a, a barroom brawl. That'd be a, that'd be a little much. I'd be trying. I'd be looking for the sound. I'd be trying to to eliminate any and all possibilities. Yeah, but when you talk about a barroom brawl, that's a lot of noise. That's a lot, of noise. and it's very specific. Yeah, I would assume there's not a whole lot of confusion as to what you're hearing. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. But I mean, there have been plenty of reports. There have with. Not just every day. I mean, we're talking people that are, you know. Pillars of the community. Pillars of the community. So the Constantine Arts Council Trust Authority, uh, Vanessa Riles, she is quoted as saying, you can just feel it. You can feel it in this place. Recalls hearing a sigh heard over a microphone, but the microphone was turned off. Weird. And Serena Jeffers was with her. And she said that she heard it, like an exhale, but louder. She turned off the microphone and heard it again by her side. Nope. And she was like, that wasn't me. Nope. Sounds scare me more than things that I see, because I can, I can dispel things that I see. Yeah, it all the scary that, stuff. Yeah. All the scary stuff, as far as the Constantine Theater goes, all those, the really scary stuff to me are the sounds. There was a... um Another person, the president of the Constantine Arts Council Trust Authority, Garrett Hartness, he heard sounds of locked doors being opened and echoing through the theater when it was empty. He heard that like three different times, the same sound, like the heebie-jeebies, dude. I'm telling you, if I know a door is locked and I hear it open. And I'm especially if I know without a doubt I'm the only one in there. Absolutely. But the worst one for me, and I think it is for you as well. I don't. More than one person has reported hearing the sounds of a child's voice. Kids are scary. I'm oh, sorry. kids are scary. They are. Tara had a dream 
she woke me up and she said I had a terrible dream. I said, What was it? She's been, okay, so to set the, the, the stage, she's been watching Master Chef. So now pregnant plus food plus being home with a kid is creating nightmares. Anyway, long story short, she said, I had to crack these crabs open. And they looked at, like crabs at first, and then they looked like Carson, and I had to cut their tongues out. I'm like, what are you? I've never had a dream like that. Oh, that's She's horrible. Like, yeah. And I was crying, and then I was like, where was I? She goes, you weren't there. I'm like, you bet I'm not there. I'm <laughs> No. So, yeah, like kids are frightening. And then they, when they enter your, your nightmares, yeah, no thanks. So, as far as evidence, though, you're talking about hearing our recordings, having recorded evidence, there have been at least four different paranormal investigators conclude that this theater is haunted. The uh, Nawada Bartlesville Paranormal Investigators say they caught unexplainable shadows and sounds at the Constantine. That's enough for me. Yeah. But are you kind of, is there part of you, you know what scares you, but is there part of you that's curious? You want you want to hear it for yourself? Oh, I'd definitely go. Yeah, I would go for sure. But if it happened, would it be the first the first or second sound that you'd go? Okay, I'm out of here. Okay, if I'm there with par- a group of paranormal investigators, I'm good. Right. Why do you feel like they're blessed? I, I, I mean, don't. I don't know. Just in general, like if right. it was me and you, I would probably <laughs> probably be all right. But if it was me by myself, I left my phone in there and I had to go in by myself. Dude, I would lose it. Really? Yes. Oh, man. Especially if you heard a child's voice. You hear a, you hear a child's voice and then the door slams that's locked? Like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Didn't you hear a kid's voice one day when we were here? You did. Yeah, we still haven't explained that because there's no way there no that there has the been anybody pass away in the house that we live in. Do you know that? I'm 99.999% positive. Yeah, kid's voice and that bicycle bell ring. It was enough for me. Yeah. I don't like to be here by myself. So I guess the moral of the story is the show must go on. Even from beyond the grave. I hate this. so cliche. (laughs) You can't avoid it. You cannot avoid the tropes. So let's talk about fine print. Sure. COVID-19 kicked the Constantine in the jimmy. Oh, yeah. They locked down all of their their viewings and that most of their activities were were closed down. Yeah, but they, they and they're currently not offering tours. Mm. But they do. It looks like they do have events planned coming up shortly. So if you are interested in going to an historic theater, or if you're interested in getting your socks scared off of you. <laughs> I would say, you know, keep an eye out on their schedule and and be ready to go when they're back in business. Well, if you find yourself in Pawhuska, if you've survived the night in the Constantine Theater, go over and say hi to Reed Drummond. When you say hi to Reed Drummond, tell her that you heard about her little bitty restaurant (laughs) from the guys over at the Only and OK Show. Yeah, I'm sure that (laughs) there's no way that you've heard about the Pioneer Woman Anywhere other than on on the only an okay show. This is it. I mean, I don't I don't even think does she have a TV show or something? I don't know if she does, but tell her you found it here. This has been the only an okay show. I'm Harley and I'm Brett and we're out of here. Peace.
Constantine Constantine Theater. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one.